Good evening, everyone. I would like to call this meeting to order. Today is Tuesday, January 9th at 5 o'clock p.m. This is the regular meeting of the Rialto City uh, Council, also acting as successor agency, redevelopment agency, the Rialto Utility Authority, and the Rialto Housing Authority. Madam City Clerk, would you be so kind for a roll call? Mayor Robertson. Present. Mayor Pro Tem Caricellis. Present. Councilmember Raphael Trujillo. Present. Councilmember Ed Scott. Present. Councilmember Joe Baca. Present. City Attorney Eric Duell. Present. Interim City Manager Henry Garcia. All right. Thank you very much. So with that, we will move right into closed session, and I will ask the city attorney if he'd like to uh, lead us into closed session. I'd be happy to do that, Mayor. We have uh, five primary items under closed session tonight. The first is a public employee appointment. Uh, the second is a public employee performance evaluation. Both of those have to do with the position of city manager and interim city manager. Uh, the third item is conference with labor negotiators with regard to the bargaining groups listed. Number five is a conference with real property negotiators. Uh, the properties are described in the agenda description. There's quite a number of uh, assessor parcel numbers listed, so I won't list them all. And then the last one is conference with legal counsel under uh, nine items of anticipated litigation. Most of those are workers' comp compensation claims. One of them has to do with a claim for money from uh, Managed Corporation. With that, um, I'm not aware of any public public comments. I don't believe there's any members of the public present at this time. Okay. We could recess into closed <coughs> session. At All right. Well, with that, I'd entertain a motion to recess into closed session. Uh, was there? Did you need that? Did we need to vote on something? A subsequent need? Uh, there is an item that the city managers asked for us to bring forward as an item of subsequent need. I was going to do that before we got into the consent calendar item. Okay. And, well, unless you prefer to do it now. I, I, that's fine. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, with that, uh, motion was by? Second. Who was first? Motion by Councilmember Scott, seconded by Councilmember uh, Baca. Any objections? Hearing none, motion carries.
Good evening, everyone, and Happy New Year. Uh, I would love to call our first meeting of the year to order. This is the regular meeting of the Rialto City Council, uh, also acting as successor agency to the Redevelopment Agency, Rialto Utility Authority, and the Rialto Housing Authority. Um, Madam City Clerk, roll call, please. Mayor Robertson. Present. Mayor Pro Tem Caruselli. Present. Councilmember Trujillo. Present. Councilmember Baca. Present. Councilmember Scott. Present. City Treasurer Ed Carrillo. Present. City Attorney Eric Bell. Present. Interim City Manager Henry Garcia. Present. Okay, thank you. Now I will ask if uh, everybody would stand and join us in the Pledge of Allegiance, which will be read, led by Councilmember Joe Baca. And then please remain standing for the invocation with Pastor Harry Braxton, Greater Faith Grace Bible Church. Amen, Mayor. Uh, if everybody would place their hands on your heart. Now let's begin. pray our father and our God thank you for this dynamic wonderful city council thank you for what they're able to accomplish over the last year the visions the goals that they met and achieved and now as they transition to the 2024 year I pray that you give them wisdom and guidance and strategy to meet all the demands that may come their way and may drain their resources. I pray that you'd be able to help them to uh, face a new challenge with new opportunities to uh, lead this city and to make sure this city always operates to its full potential and all, all the various needs are being met. Give them wisdom, Lord, how to uh, be firm and also how to be uh, compromising. Help them, Lord God, to be bold and courageous at times and we thank you for that for the adversity. At the same time, there's great unity. So put your hand upon this council throughout this year, and may they find unique ways to show what this city is truly the jewel of the inner empire. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. Um, I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, council, would there be any action you'd like to take before we do report out on closed session, given that we're going to go back in the closed session, or what's your pleasure? Uh, I'll, I'll announce out on the few things that we were able to go through so we don't have okay. to repeat them later. Uh, we had five items on our closed session agenda for this evening. Uh, we were able to complete three and a remainder of one. Uh, Public employee appointment with regard to the position of city manager. Uh, we uh, council completed that item. There's no reportable action at this time on that item. Uh, item three, conference with labor negotiators. Council was able to give uh, direction to its labor negotiators and complete that item. Item four, conference with real property negotiators. 
council was able to hear and have uh, give direction to their labor or, uh, real property negotiators with regard to that item, item four. Uh, we still need to come back to public employee performance evaluation, interim city manager, that's item two, and item five, which is conference with legal counsel, anticipated litigation. And we'll do those at the end of the regular session tonight. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Um, now we're moving into presentations and proclamations. And there was a presentation, excuse me, that was already presented uh, at Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Laura B. Goodley's going home ceremony. And so I don't believe that uh, we had expected any members uh, that were going to be here, but I. I did want to acknowledge, it's on the record, that we did uh, put in memoriam, a memorial uh, for Miss Laura B. Goodley, and she had her birth of September 25th, 1934, to December 3rd, 2023. It's number one series for 2024, and I just would like to read part of it, especially that in 1954, Laura married Knowlton Goodley, and together they had three children. Beverly, Nathan, and Kevin. Knowlton and Laura moved to California in 1962. They lived in Rialto, California for 30 years, then spent their retirement years in Cherry Valley, California. She was employed by San Bernardino County Probation Department for 28 years. She was the fourth African-American female hired as a probation officer. She retired from the county in 1995. Laura was a founding member of two organizations that she ardently, adamantly promoted, ardently, I'm sorry, promoted and cherished, the Inland Empire section of the National Council of Negro Women Incorporated and the Knights of Peter Claver Ladies Auxiliary Court 257, where she was the fourth degree Lady of Grace. She was also a member of the Diocese of San Bernardino Assembly for Catholics of Afri African descent. She was a faithful member of St. Kateri Takawitha Catholic Church in Beaumont, serving as a Eucharistic minister to the sick and the elder. Most importantly, she believed in the power of prayer, and for 35 years, she gave prayer books to those she met. Uh, <clears throat> I'm just going to go down and say that Laura enjoyed preparing her meals for her family and friends. She was a wonderful cook. Southwest Louisiana cuisine, including gumbo and making boudine sausages. Her favorite dessert was carrot cakes and apple cakes. She is preceded in death by her husband of 48 years, Knowlton, her parents and her four siblings. She leaves behind her three children, son-in-law, daughter-in-law, 10 grandchildrens, two great-grandchildrens, three siblings, and a host of nieces and nephews, godchildren, and many friends. And this was presented um, last Friday during her home going, uh, and it was signed by mayor and council. And so I just wanted to make sure that community was aware we did present that, and it's entered in our records. And so with that, I don't know if we have anything, any other oral communications. Uh, Madam City Clerk? Yes, we have oral communications. <coughs> She's... 
gonna call you. Uh, Mr. Uh, Molino, please okay. come on up. Hello, Council. I'm Pedro Molina. I'm a local <coughs> resident here in, in the city of Rialto. I wanted to just, uh, on the record, just so you guys could um, look look at the case I, I did. Last year, I did submit a, uh, a damage case uh, from, from the city. Um, I don't know if you guys had time to look at it. I haven't got any updates or any information on that. So I, I included the case number as well, which is 23-881. And it's uh, the damages caused by the city of, of Rialto, the city police. Also, um, I also requested for, uh, my attorney requested for you guys to preserve the, the video footage. Um, also, I wanted to see if you guys could request um, to, uh, to release the video footage so we could have that on hand. There was uh, some, some stuff that happened that, that should, people should know aware, be aware of. And then my third, um, I own the flower shop across the street and I feel like uh, I, I'm being, uh, like every, every time uh, like it tries to open up, I, I, get, I get hit by the, by the code enforcement. They, they uh, on the third, uh, my tenant let me know that, that hey, they came by, um, they were measuring the floor and then what, what happened is uh, they, they, uh, they stated that there was a noise complaint, but there was no noise being made. So um, he, he red tagged it and closed it. So I wanted to see if you guys could look at that and just, uh, just, uh, just, just so you guys could, just to, for it to be on the record, you guys could take a look at um, everything that's happening. Okay. Uh, I'm a local resident. Uh, I, I'm proud to be living here in Rialto, but I, I feel like uh, it's, it's, it's something that should be looked at. All right, thank you. Um, we do have our interim city manager and I believe there's a, a, the deputy city manager that's somewhere in the audience and hopefully- yeah, he was CC'd on the email as well. Okay, and hopefully they can um, look into your matters. Okay. okay, and then also one more thing. I don't okay. know, I, I didn't put it on here. So um, there is a lot of U-Hauls uh, parked all over the place. And if they're running their business, they should, they should have enough space to park it in their own lot instead of it being parked all over the place. So I don't know if you guys wanna, if you guys look across the street, there's three U-Hauls parked right there. If you guys look at uh, behind the flower shop, there's always U-Hauls parked there. Um, you guys should maybe look into that and, and see if, you know, if the business owners needs to expand, maybe they should look into buying an extra lot or, you know, it's, it's becoming a problem with the city. Okay. Yeah. I think Mr. Brown is right there at the door and he will look into those matters with yeah. you and discuss I, I that. I wanted to just bring it to your attention I'm, and I'm just because I haven't gotten any updates or I, every time I, I send emails, uh, I, I, stop, I stop in there, nobody's working. Like, you know, it's, it's really uh, frustrating. So, okay. So I just wanted to just take the time and just come by and. and appreciate that you did. Yeah. Appreciate that you did. I really hope yeah. you guys could look into that. Thank you. Yeah. That was it. Thank you. Anyone else? Uh, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> I have a, a Prince is trying to speak on AB 1000. So I don't know if you are uh, gonna add that to the agenda or not, but he put in a oral communication well, to speak on Well, <coughs> so. I was asking uh, if you wanted to, I, again, that's why I was asking about oral, general oral communication. This is all and I have. if we wanted to take uh, the action that I was under pressure we needed to take. Uh, before we started with our agenda. 
you like to proceed to that now? Yes, and I, and I hope uh, I I hope that in your reasons for that we state why is subsequent need. Oh, I, I certainly okay. will. Okay, thank you. Um, uh, staff's requesting that the council add an item of subsequent need is allowed under the Brown Act uh, to the agenda. That item would be a consideration of a letter opposing proposed assembly bill 1000 uh, as this matter arose after the preparation of the agenda and it needs immediate action by council. Um, how did this arise after the preparation of the agenda? Staff uh, did not become aware of the item and the urgency for the item until after the agenda was posted. The urgency for the item is that uh, Assembly Bill 1000 is going to be heard in the local government committee of the state assembly tomorrow and a number of cities including ourselves, have been requested to weigh in either in support or opposition. Uh, the recommendation here is opposition to the bill and in order for that committee to hear your position on it, we need to have you act on it tonight. <coughs> uh, that will require a four-fifths vote to add. If you decide to add it, um, you can place it wherever you like in the agenda. Uh, we probably will need to do a staff report on it, so I would suggest adding it as tab three. You don't have a tab three currently. Okay, all right. Well, you have um, heard uh, our council's recommendation as to why we needed to address this matter. Can I entertain a motion if someone would like to So moved, second. Okay, it's been moved by Council Member Scott, seconded by Council Member Trujillo. Madam Mayor, I have one of this. Okay, thank you. Um, that we add it as a subsequent need item. Uh, now, Council Member uh, Baca. Uh, I'm opposed to the, the motion that has been made uh, mainly because uh, the public was unaware of the uh, the notice that we've decided to take up right now. And I think if we had any problems, uh, we should have been discussing it with the author of the bill and finding out uh, if there's any compromise or whatever that needs to be done. But for us to uh, go against our own rules that states that any items that, that come before us must be made public so that the public then could hear them and they'd have an opportunity to give any kind of input. <coughs> it seems like the public will not have the opportunity unless they happen to hear through the grapevines uh, in terms of opposition uh, or support of uh, AB uh, 1000. And I believe that we have a responsibility at this point to let the assembly uh, decide what action they're going to take. And if there's any concerns on our part, uh, before we, we take any action, I, I believe that we should talk to the author of the bill and discuss it uh, with her and mention our concerns before we tag along with uh, anyone else that's uh, opposing it at this point. Okay. Uh, anyone else have anything to say? Because I think in order for us to actually have uh, comments relevant to the reasons why we need to act on it, but if you want to say something before we take a vote, go yes, ahead. Yes, I, I did invite um, uh, Aaron um, Brown, our, uh, one of our assistant city managers, to join me on a working group within the uh, Cal Cities um, uh, organization. We started, there's a working group on uh, warehouses, uh, siting and design, 
and uh, a number of cities are on there. Uh, you know, I was added, I must have been added at the last minute because when I got the email, I joined in and noticed that our staff wasn't there. So I, I included our staff and a number of cities are opposing AB 1000. It basically takes away local control. Um, and uh, the hearing is actually taking place tomorrow. Um, and so a number of cities have a, a legislative platform that they're able to allow their um, their legislative staff to be able to kind of write letters on behalf of uh, their city council based on that platform. We don't have a legislative platform that our staff can uh, work off of. So every time there needs to be a legislative letter being generated from our, our city council, uh, we have to bring it before this body. So tomorrow is the hearing for uh, AB 1000. Again, we're not alone. There's a number of other cities that are uh, that have been circulating an opposition letter. Uh, we're joining a number of the members from uh, Cal Cities in opposing it. Possibly, you know, a number of reasons. One of them is the obviously local control. Uh, the other thing is that it endangers our uh, our targets for housing and meeting our housing goals. Um, you know, uh, you know, fostering economic and workforce development in our community. It, uh, you know. You know, we, we have a number of tools at our disposal, but again, this is kind of the state kind of coming in and trying to direct uh, our local economic development decisions. So that's why I brought it before. The, the hearing is tomorrow. We do not have a legislative platform. This is the way that we do things. And unfortunately, we were at that uh, workshop, uh, the working group on Thursday when the agenda just came out. Okay. Thank you. Council Member Scott. Yes, Madam Mayor, I too am opposed to Assembly Bill 1000, which is not a bill that we're voting on. It's a bill that the Assembly of the State of California is voting on. I have had the opportunity to speak um, to the office of the uh, maker of the bill, as I have also spoken to a number of Assembly members in Sacramento regarding it. Um, my main opposition is no, not so much of some of the stuff that's in the bill. I think a lot of that is already in our ordinance. My opposition is the state of California removing local control from cities. If we give up control, we no longer make decisions in our city that are best for our residents and in um, the spirit of what city government should be. So I'm opposed to the state of California take removing local control from cities. Okay. Um. Councilmember uh, Baca, is there, uh, we need to act on it first. If, uh, I was if just you're gonna repeat, or the point of what we're doing now is to make a decision if we add it to the agenda as a subsequent need item. And I think what I asked of council and I've heard council, and I would have waited now, but I will also say before you speak that not only have I, you said we should be reaching out to, our, our assembly members, well, I want you to know the assembly member just coincidentally called me today at 4.02 p.m. I wonder why, just out of the blue. Thought it was time for us to have a conversation about something else. And I said to her, it's ironic, you're calling me now. Um, it's amazing because we'd already discussed assembly member 1000. I went to the workshop that was held and jointly by her and Assemblymember James Ramos down at uh, the Luna local uh, office. 
And I expressed to her then, and with subsequent conversation, that I have, I oppose AB 1000 for some of the same comments, but more importantly, I think for you, for any state legislator to go out of their way to make certain that those of us who are elected by our local representation in each community, our community and any others, and you think that we're living here, I know I live here, I sleep here, I'm very much concerned not only about my health, but the health of the community that we live in and any other surrounding. And I told her that. And I also told her that I think it's amazing that you would broker a deal where this only impacts two counties out of the 58 counties in the state of California. It becomes a crippling factor to our community, our county, and to small business. Other people rely on the logistics activity that comes from the port all the way through our county and on to middle America. So it's time for us, and I said it to her today, to, I'm not gonna spend time discussing uh, uh, square footage or restrictions imposed by the state, and especially this won't be impacting all of the counties in the state. It's just for, Re it's for San Bernardino and Riverside. I said, how dare you put us out of the economic vi the flow and vitality for our community when there's other people. She said, well, small, but I said, but there's independent truck drivers. There's small mom and pops that have to also, they make a livelihood. They live here. We have them in Rialto. I have them in my family. And I don't think any of us, if anything, I will be advocating for the bill that will help the state if we impose this and anything else to give resources to small businesses, to independent, truck drivers and anyone else to help them bring their their equipments or their trucks into compliance. Because we're not gonna, I'm not gonna be a part of putting my head in the sand when I know that there's livelihood and there's children and people and I'm gonna say, I, I think about everybody in our community, not just one over the other. So I would like to call for the vote so we can have the opportunity for the residents who come here and want to speak for or against it or don't even know anything about it. And that's funny, I didn't know about it either. And I hate to say to our colleague, and I've said it to our interim city manager, you said we don't have a legislative platform. We should. <coughs> we have a, we've hired a state lobbyist. That firm should have been telling us what's, what's on the horizon besides us having to look for it out of our California League of Cities. We got a federal lobbyist, and then we get a report out on them weekly. They tell us what the status of the bills at the federal level. And I've asked Dr. Stephen, where has been the recap of what the bills pass? I got a better recap out of our attorney of the bills that affect us than any other local government. I haven't seen anything from the legislative group that we hired, so I hope that we address that as well. So, anybody else a, call for the question? A I have a motion and a second. Yes, Councilmember Baca, out of, out of definitely, exactly, please, let's not repeat. No, I, I'm gonna repeat only that, uh, that the public, we're taking something and we're adding and we should have allowed the public. No, I'm gonna cut you off right now and say, if you don't understand subsequent needs because we had no way of knowing. 
and it's an action that we need to have our voices heard. And I'm a part of a but it's not, body. It, w it should have been the responsibility of that lobbyist that we hired. Well, that I even voted against, and the rest of the oh, council okay. voted for as well. Okay. You know. Call for the question. Call for the question, Madam Mayor. I just did. Roll call. Councilmember Scott? Aye. Councilmember Trujillo? Aye. Councilmember Baca? No. Mayor Pro Tem Kyrie Sellers? Aye. Mayor Robertson? Aye. That and that item will become number add three. Tab three. Tab three. All right, thank you. Moving on. We have a consent calendar. Is there anything that we'd like to pull off the consent calendar and move forward? And I know that I have an item that I have been advised by council that I should uh, <coughs> accuse myself from action on, and I will appropriately do so. Uh, if you would be so kind, I have asked staff to usually leave me a piece of paper that tells me where it is. But council, if you want to remind me what item you. Uh, Mayor, I believe it's uh, item B3, warrant register 24. Okay, it has to do with an invoice number five to the National Conference Negro Women in the amount of $3,458.80. Thank you. Please let that record be noted. Anything else, anyone, that needs to be moved or pulled? Councilmember Baca. Uh, yes, uh, item uh, F6. F6. Did you want to pull? Uh, pull, yeah. Pull. For separate discussion or just For pull? discussion. Okay. Anything else? Okay, would you like to do the discussion before we act on the whole consent calendar? You wanted to have a discussion. We're taking it out of order then? Uh, I thought you said F6 is part of the consent yes. calendar. Right. Yeah, so you pull it, you want us to act on the consent calendar, then you want to vote on it separately? Yes. Okay. Um, can I get a motion for consent calendar with the exception of F6. Second. Okay, moved by uh, Mayor Pro Tem Carazella, seconded by Council Member Scott. Any objections to the motion of everything except F6? Motion carries. Now uh, F6, Council Member Baca. Yeah, just a couple of concerns that I have with the, and maybe we can get clarification and find out. Uh, uh, one is that uh, uh, I know that this is up just for the first reading at this point and will come up later on. We're going to be hiring a new city manager, and I felt that a new city manager should be able to have the input in terms of the realignment that is being suggested here right now uh, in, in reference to uh, what's been proposed uh, in front of us. And then, uh, then I also had questions in reference to the uh, the two city manager two assistant city managers that we will uh, be proposing under this change, I'd like to see before we take any action, is uh, cities comparable to us that have two assistant city managers, or if they don't, uh, at least so we can look at uh, in in terms of that, and then under the demographics that it ha and then under the two assistant city managers what would their salaries be in terms of the two individuals would one get more than the other 
or would they get the same? Uh, I don't know. I, I'm just trying to read this as it is. And then I'm looking at the departments that are at the bottom, and I know that we can give input and maybe change this later on, but uh, the responsibilities of how many bodies or people uh, that would fall under each uh, assistant city manager. Those are my own concerns. Other than that, I really don't have a lot, but it's just answers that we need to, that I feel that I need to get before I move approval of this uh, particular item. Okay, uh, Council Member Scott. Yeah, I had a couple of questions for uh, Mr. Garcia. Um, Mr. Garcia, you, you have uh, made this change to the organization um, of which I do support. Um, but my question to you is, have you conferred with the uh, potential new city manager on this issue? The answer to the question is yes. Um, the prospective candidate uh, is very much aware of all of our organizational issues. This particular topic in the arrangement that is proposed before the mayor and council this evening. That individual also recognizes that this is a launch and that the mayor and council at their discretion at the mid-year or at the budget can formalize what he has initially agreed to with me in conversation for appropriateness for council responsiveness, accountability to the public, as well as a greater economy of scale and efficiencies. And, and this item does not require a first and second reading as uh, Councilmember Bach has stated? That's correct. Okay, and uh, um, you have selected the assignment of departments to each assistant city manager? I did in conjunction with the prospective new manager, yes. Okay, thank you. Anyone if, else? If the mayor would like me to come back to some other questions of conformability, um, I'd be happy to address them at your direction. Uh, well, I think uh, I would have to ask that uh, one, I was reading the report and read out as well, and I guess uh, I understand to uh, Councilmember Vaca's concerns and comments uh, the fact that I don't know if uh, the two positions were equal in compensation prior to the recommendation. And then I looked at the financial impact discussion and what it does say is that, um, you know, that it's authorizing no, you know, an additional positions as one existing budgeted and filled position in the city manager's office will be reclassified to assistant city manager, which was previously assistant two and the reclassification does not net additional costs as cost savings have been realized elsewhere in the city manager's office budget. However, I don't think it addressed if there's going to be an increased compensation for a position, which <coughs> then uh, would, my concern would be uh, that the opportunity for others to uh, be considered, there was no, there is no real um, opening or posting of a position because it does sound like, unless you say not, there will be some additional um, financial compensation because there is essentially a elevation of a position that is not at the same level. That does have me with a concern about a, a process that would assure that you're 
looking at the most senior internal capable person within the existing organization. So if you want to address that. I'd be happy to, Thank uh, you. Mayor, well, with your permission. Please. So the question of how I looked at that process was to not add an additional assistant city manager, assistant to city manager with the existing city manager. My goal was to create an additional position, not a third entirely new position. So the assistant two would no longer exist. And so the economy of scale was to look at the talent and to look at the appropriateness in terms of what I had internally and then discuss those kinds of things with the prospective new city manager. The, so that is the reason for not doing the competitive process. Uh, the other piece that's important is that it is a, a zero cost to you today because the city typically has cost savings from salary savings across the board in the general fund. The third question as to uh, comparability in the salary is that the existing manager and the new proposed manager, city manager at your discretion will not have the same compensation. They are on a different part of that scale. The cost of that is approximately $60,000. So the new ACM will come in at a lesser amount than the existing one. I hope I've answered those three distinct questions about choices. Somewhat, uh, but giving some other concerns that I don't think we're at liberty to have a discussion, I would recommend that could we perhaps table this and bring it back and uh, without having to find out if there's uh, any difference because I think we're not, I'm concerned with s uh, some other actions and the way the org chart is laid out at, at this point and actions. So the that would be. Chart, the uh, org chart is your choice, but it's a launch. It's not in stone as I have said to each one of you. When you get to the mid-year or to the budget, you have the appropriateness to rearrange it with the new manager. It is not in any way. So this is not, mid-year is going to be It's a launch. What? When the is our mid-year discussion? typical mid-year will be around March. Mid-year? I thought it was in late, January. February. Late February, March. It will not be in January. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Um, well, that's, that's an item that I, it concerns me, given um, some other things that were asked. So I would ask if we could table it and have further discussion, but if, uh, if not, then. Um, Do you need a second for that? I'd ask that I could get a call second. Second. Okay. Uh, Roll call. Okay. Roll call, Mayor. I made the motion that we table it. And it was seconded by Councilman Ibaka. Councilmember, I mean, Mayor Robertson to table? Oh, I. I made the motion. Well, I'm just. I have I'm to sorry. I understand. Call. Okay, uh, Councilmember Baca. Aye. Councilmember Scott. No. Councilmember Trujillo. Uh, no. Mayor Pro Tem uh, Carousel. No. Okay. If the action uh, goes forward, then 
subsequent motion, please. May uh, move approval of tab or agenda item um, F6. Second. Moved Who's by seconded? Council Member Scott and seconded by Council Member Trujillo. All in favor? Aye. Aye. I, I need a vote, so. All aye. Aye. Okay. It's aye. aye. Roll call. Roll call. No, it's aye. I just, well, what do we Well, got? I don't know what <laughs> he's got to say something. That's what I'm saying. He said he. <laughs> I just uh, asked for it to be tabled. If there's no table, I'm, you know. Councilmember Scott. Aye. Councilmember Trujillo. Aye. Councilmember Baca. Aye. Uh, Mayor Pro Tem Caruselli. Aye. Mayor Robinson. Aye. Okay. All right. So now we're on to tab one. Who's handling tab one? I got the wrong clip here. They give me. <laughs> okay. Uh, good evening, um, Honorable Mayor, Mayor Pro Tem, and members of the Council. Uh, the item before you is requesting that City Council award a professional services agreement with Kimley Horn and Associates in the amount of $319,715.29. Uh, this is for the development of the safe streets and roads for all action plan and authorize the city manager to execute all related documents. As you may recall, in 2023, the city of Rialto was awarded a grant in the amount of $320,000 for the development of this plan. The action plan aims to improve roadway safety by developing a comprehensive safety action plan based on safe system approach and implementing projects and strategies that significantly reduce or eliminate transportation-related fatalities and serious injury accidents. Uh, the city released a request for proposals for the development of the action plan. A total of six <coughs> proposals were received and evaluated. Uh, based on the evaluation criteria, staff recommends that council award a professional services agreement with Kimley Horn in the amount of $319,715.29. The cost will be covered 100% by the grant. Uh, a detailed cost proposal is included as part of your staff report. <coughs> uh, the project has an eight month schedule um, and it is expected to be completed by August of 2024. Uh, the development of the plan will position the city of Rialto to apply for the implementation grant, which is also through the same program, the Safe Streets for All. Uh, the program is estimated to have up to $1 billion through fiscal year 2026. We do have a representative from Kimley Horn tonight. He's sitting out in the audience. If you guys have any questions, uh, this concludes my presentations. We are available for any questions. Okay. Thank Move you. approval. Second. It's been moved by uh, Councilmember Scott and seconded by Mayor Pro Tem Carousellis. Any other questions, comments? Hearing none, any objections? The motion carries. All right, thank you. <laughs> now on to tab number two. And who's, uh, who's going to be presenting? 
I believe I will do that, Mayor, okay. if you don't Go mind. Go right ahead, please. Uh, this is a request that the City Council introduce for first reading ordinance number 690, which will amend sections 2.12030040 or 50 and 060 of chapter 2.12 of the Rialto Municipal Code and will adjust the salary of the mayor, city council member, city clerk, and city treasurer consistent with California law. Uh, California law has for decades allowed uh, city councils to set council salaries for council members, mayors, and uh, city treasurers and city clerks. Uh, two years ago, we did a routine salary adjustment. This year, it's also a routine salary adjustment. These salary adjustments come in two-year blocks. They can only be done in two-year blocks. And this um, salary adjustment, if approved, can only take effect after the seating of a council member, whether incumbent or a new council member. And this ordinance, if approved, wouldn't take effect until December 15th of 2024. If approved, uh, this would adjust each council member's salary by uh, 10%. The Attorney General has opined that we have to do that in a specific way. You apply 5% to what the existing salary amount is, multiply that by two, and that's the amount that's added on uh, to the salary. Given that formula, the mayor's salary would go to $5,282.65 per month. Council salary would go to $2,113.06 per month. The clerk and treasurer salary would each go to $1,584.80 per month. Uh, state law did have a change last year, and I'll, I'll read a quote from that. Uh, one of the reasons that the state is now encouraging increases in council salary is that these increases are designated to address recent inflationary increases and in economic realities to enable council city council members to balance their careers and personal obligations with the calling to service of their community <coughs> and also to make it easier for members of marginalized communities to serve. Uh, in Assembly Bill, or I'm sorry, Senate Bill 329, which made changes to this law in the past year, there was a lot of discussion about trying to make it more financially feasible for people of low and moderate income to become council members and take that time to have more of like a living wage. And so that is one of the reasons for the salary adjustment as well. Uh, with that, I can address any questions that you might have, and it's open for public comment or your dis your questions and discussion. Thank you. Uh, was there any, uh, city, Madam City Clerk, was there anyone who had wanted to speak to any of these items? Okay. Uh, Council Member Scott. Um, Mr. Bill, on page four of the, I guess this is an ordinance, there's a typo. It reads December, uh, section seven reads December 15th, 2022. I believe it should read uh, 2024. Why, thank you. Yes, that is, uh, should be 2024. We'll make that change and mm -hmm. the final ordinance will have that effect when we bring it back in two weeks. Thank you. Okay. Any other discussion? Entertain a motion. Move approval. It's been moved by Council Member Scott. Second. 
seconded by council member Trujillo. Any objections? This is the first reading. Does it need to, if I'm not mistaken, does it need to be written, yes. read into yes. the record? Ninety an ordinance of the city council of the city of Rialto, California, amending section two point twelve point oh three zero section two point twelve oh zero four zero section two point twelve point zero five zero and two point twelve point six. I'm sorry, two point twelve. Zero, zero of the chapter 2.12 of the Rialto Municipal Code to adjust the salaries of the mayor, the city council members, the city clerk, and the city treasurer in accordance with the California law. Uh, council Member Scott? Aye. Council Member Trujillo? Aye. Council Member Baca? Aye. Mayor Pro Tem Carousellas? Aye. Mayor Robinson. Aye. Thank you. All right. <coughs> okay, that's, uh, now you have tab three. Tab three, yes, I was gonna say tab three. And um, that's it. Uh, who's gonna present? <coughs> Good evening, Mayor and Council. So tab three, um, the urgency item before you tonight is a request for a letter of opposition on AB 1000. As stated earlier this evening, this bill is being heard in the local government committee tomorrow morning. Um, AB 1000 was introduced to the legislature during the 2023 session. At that time, the bill did not make it through the appropriations committee, and so it was tabled to a two-year bill. Uh, the author has, of course, brought it back again for the 2024 session. AB 1000, as written, prohibits cities from approving the development or expansion of certain qualifying logistics use facilities within 1,000 feet of sensitive receptors. Tonight, staff has submitted a letter of opposition for the council's review and consideration. If approved, we will coordinate with our state lobbyists to submit to the local government committee to make sure that we're on the record um, with our opposition. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Um, you want to call? Uh, uh, we have Prince. Okay. Thank you. Um, thank you, Madam Mayor and Adjusting Council. I will be reading a um, statement from Assemblymember Eddie Bloomingdale. Um, thank you for the opportunity to address you tonight. Our office was surprised that this issue would be placed on the agenda on an emergency basis, knowing that AB 1000 was introduced nearly a year ago. Assemblymember Reyes has engaged stakeholders on many occasions, and most recently, about a month ago, in a discussion that included the League of California Cities. The issue is extremely important to our communities. We have heard from many residents, including residents of the city of Rialto, who have expressed great concern about siting of warehouses near sensitive receptors, such as schools and homes, and the effect on their health, especially on the health I will start that over if that's okay. No, I think we got it. We got it? Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, I do talk pretty loud. Okay. In addition to hosting meetings and organizing tours, 
of affected areas. The assembly member has, uh, has been and will continue to have an open door policy to discuss solutions for this and other issues. Thank you. Okay. Next uh, up. Next person we have, um, Jacqueline, I think that's Jacqueline. Good evening, City Council. My name is Joaquin Castillejos. I am an, an organizer with the Center for Community Action Environmental Justice. Mm -hmm. And I'm here to ask the City Council um, to send a letter in support of AB 1000 and not a letter in opposition. AB 1000 is a bill that is main goal is to protect the health and safety of the community in the Inland Empire. And why, why the Inland Empire? Why out of the whole state are two counties being um, singled out for this bill. Well, I mean, it's not that hard um, to figure it out. If you look around, there are warehouses all around us. There are trucks up and down our street. There are over 1 billion square feet, 1.4 billion square feet of warehousing in the Inland Empire and um, over 300 billion that are down the pipeline that are in the, in the process of either being approved or built. Um, and, and, and why, why is, I don't understand the, the argument for um, why, why is it so astounding that the Inland Empire is, is the only place that, we, we have more warehousing than any other area in the nation. We have 40% of goods crossing into our, our um, county lines every day, hundreds of thousands of trucks, hundreds of thousands of pounds of pollution affecting our, our families on the daily. In, and and uh, the reason why we have to go all the way to the state to make these arguments is, is because we have local governments here in the Inland Empire who, who have time and time again not stopped to put a warehouse next to a school, to put a warehouse next to homes, but to put warehouses next to parks, including this city council here who last year alone put warehouses next to Frisbee Park, next to Jerry East Parks, not to, next to Bud Bender Park. Why? Why, why am I not surprised that you are against AB 1000? Where, where, where even are you planning to put warehouses close to 1,000 foot of homes and parks? Are you trying to squeeze in where, warehouses in the last corners of Rialto that you could fit? Council Member Rafael Trujillo, you said last year when talking about the Pepper Avenue plan, we need to invest in workforce development. We need to invest in the, in the students. But since then, have you tried? Have you gone out of your way to look for for um, high road jobs for the future generations? Have you brought any industries here that are not warehouses that will actually benefit um, the, the future generations of Rialto? Or are you just pushing them out? Th those, those that wanna look for a better life to go somewhere else that's not Rialto because all they could find in Rialto are warehouse jobs. Um, this bill is to protect the, the life of, of our future generations, to protect the, 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 the lungs of the, of the children who are in schools, that are in parks playing, that are in their own homes, trying to enjoy their, their, their life with their families. That's what this bill is for, is not to kill jobs. It, it's not to destroy small businesses. My dad is an independent truck driver. He's an independent, he has his own company. He has two trucks. The, does he want warehouses next to his home? No, he doesn't. In, in, in the dozens of warehouses next to our house, you know how many warehouses he's gone to to pick up a load? Zero. 
That's the reality for independent truck. If you don't know about the business, please do not speak about it. There's a monopoly in the trucking business right now. And most of the truckers who live in this area who are trying to run their independent business are not even able to get the loads they want in the warehouses in the area because larger corporations have control over over the loads, over the businesses, not small businesses. So it's not about small businesses. It's not about, it's not about bringing jobs. It's about protecting industry. And if you want to protect industry, then you don't belong on this in the city council. But if you want to protect families, if you want to protect uh, communities, schools, parks, then you should support AB 1000. Thank you. We have uh, Brenda Parker. Good evening, council. Good evening. Well, I'm just here. Y'all know why I'm here, because I think that you should... Uh, not oppose AB 1000, but it doesn't surprise me that you do. What is pretty disappointing is Trujillo went on national television, Spectrum One, during our, uh, during our referendum time and announced to the world that our city of Rialto places a 1000 foot buffer between the warehouses and homes and parks and schools. And here he sits today to oppose that same buffer he promised the world on national TV that we have here in Rialto. Tomorrow is committee. Tomorrow AB 1000 goes to committee. Then it goes to assembly floor in about two weeks, then it goes to Senate. What's the rush, Rialto? What's the rush? You've already done the damage. There is not a square foot of lot left to put a warehouse in a safe zone. What is the rush? So, you're not losing local control. You have just taken and abused your local control. We as the people that have voted you into these positions to carry our voice and to help us and to keep us safe, you have taken that and you have abused that power. When you took that specific plan and did what you wanted to do with it and allowed that warehouse when that specific plan had been in place for years, that prohibited warehouse, and we came out in groves, the community, and even some of the small businesses, and asked you all to keep that specific plan in place. You didn't. You abused your power. And you wonder why that AB assembly bill is coming up. It's coming up because of your abusive nature of your power. And I'm very disappointed in you as a council. Mayor, if I'm understanding correctly, you attended a workshop in November where it was discussed that this item would be coming up in January. So I, as a citizen, wonder why this council and my mayor didn't notify the community that this would be coming up so then that our voices could be heard in numbers again. Will you listen to our voices? We don't know, but we needed to be on record just as we were on record about everything that we've done and you still didn't listen to our voice. The city came back on January 2nd. The agenda went out on January 5th. We could have had the notice, but it's just by chance someone called me and told me that there was, that Trujillo had, was, was asking to put this on as an emergency. I don't know if it was Trujillo. I don't know who it was on this council that asked to add this tab in here tonight. 
but the public should have had an opportunity to comment on AB 1000. I don't know if there's any land left in Rialto. I can't see where there's anything left in Rialto, but it is just an, it is just an awful sight to go through my community and go through this city that was once a beautiful city and just see concrete coffins. And not only concrete coffins, but concrete everywhere I drive, everywhere I go. What happened to Healthy Rialto? The medians that you're putting in is pushing out the bike lanes. The warehouses and the truck traffic is pushing out the bike and the walk lanes and the parks and the schools and the homes and the people. What is your goal as a council? I don't see it. And I don't see the vision. What I do see is the disaster. What I do see is the concrete. What I do see is the unhealthiness. What I do see is the death. What I do see is the sickness of this city that this council has imposed upon this city from the decisions that you all have made. And I'm very disappointed. And I've known you all for years. And I've done many of things with you all for years. And it breaks my heart to know that you are willing to put us all to death for whatever reason. Some of you may have hidden agendas. Some of you may have been compensated. Well, we know some of you have been compensated because a couple of you have said, give us some money and, and then we can see about your warehouse. And that's been said on this floor. It disappoints me and I'm asking that you just wait and allow the public to comment on this, regardless how, how you vote. Because we already know you're gonna vote however you vote but allow our comments to be on record. Thank you. Lupe Camacho. Thank you very much, um, City Clerk, um, Barbara, thank you. I'm here to address you today. I came out here in a rush. I got a phone call from a resident telling me that there was a tab three um, I had already been reviewing the documentation. I had had some review of what was going through. I thought everything looked okay, nothing of concern. But I got this frantic phone call from a resident. And then I received a second phone call. And this was right after dinner. So I'm here because of this sudden tab three that came on board. Apparently there's some kind of rush. Now I know the nice lady that just spoke may not be aware as to why this is happening and why it's being rushed and why it's being pushed through and why it's being hidden from the community because it is being hidden from the community. You had plenty and ample time to be able to put this on the agenda. There was plenty and ample time beforehand to be able to move this through the proper channels and let the community know. And you, you know, you know who you are. And unfortunately, Mr. Trujillo, you're right dead center of those crosshairs we know there's a lot of money involved. That money's coming to you. You're going to need that money for your campaign. We know that. We all know it internally here. I'm here to make sure that the community understands because they are baffled. They're sitting here going, why are you doing this? What is your reason? Don't you love us? Don't you love Rialto? Don't you love our community, our people? You said you do. Why are you doing this to us? Why are you opposing something that clearly the community wants? Similarly as happened in the specific plan up north. But I'm here to let them know <coughs> that there are some of us that know that it is money that has been tainted and is coming to your hands for your wonderful campaigns that are coming up. But we won't let them forget. 
those of us that know how this internal system works won't let them forget. I was dragged out of my house under the urgency of coming to tell the community that and to let you know that we know, we know why you're doing this and you're doing this because of the money. There is no other reason. They're baffled, they don't understand, they don't believe you would trade them out, sell them out, but yes, we know you will. You wanna get reelected. There's checks coming in. And I only spoke of a partial amount of the money that's actually transacting between you and those developers. I only spoke of a tiny bit amount and that's only scratching the surface, but there's much more there, and we know that. Those of us that have been through this process know this, and some of us have turned away because of that, turned away from public office. We know that that's the reason why you're doing this, and I want our community to be aware and to be abreast of the reality of what is happening here. You have an opportunity to redeem yourself, but I understand, like my mother used to say in Spanish, El dinero es cabrón. El dinero es bien cabrón. Money's hard to turn away. Money's tough. I get it. Trust me. I know it. I don't come from a wealthy background. I come from an impoverished immigrant family. I know it's tough. But don't sell us out in the way that you've been doing so. And this sudden tab three to try and oppose AB 1000 and saying that you're coming up with some reasoning that suddenly you been made aware of even though you've known since December that is that is just really ultimately just a sham and we all know it and the community sees it so again you may get your money for your campaign that you will get because you probably will vote to oppose the 1000 AB 1000 but you certainly have people that are never going to forget and we are going to make sure the community does not forget what you are doing and what you have done so Again, I plead with you, please reconsider. This is really, really not necessary, but I know you need the money for the campaigning. Campaigning's expensive, I get it. But if you did right by us, we'll reelect you. But if you continue to do wrong by us, the community, you can expect that you won't get reelected. Thank you very much. Hi guys, uh, Pedro Molina, I was, I'm here again. I, I was about to walk out and I just heard this uh, tab three come up uh, and it, it surprised me because it's, it's something, I live in Rialto, I'm a local resident and I really support this bill because uh, if you look behind you, um, it used to be oranges. Now, now you see a big old building. Rialto used to be orange fields. Now they, they were replaced by homes then now the, now the homes are being replaced by, by commercial buildings, like, which is crazy. I live here. So the next thing, I'm, I'm gonna get a bid from my house to build a factory there. Like, it's, uh, it's really crazy what's going on. And I've never seen so many trucks like uh, in, off a of cactus, like semi-trucks. That used to be a place where, you know, it used to be like a place where I never seen like semi-trucks or, uh, or anything. And it's, it's so crazy because we already have so many factories. If you drive by 210, you see a lot of empty, vacant buildings. Like, why is that? Like, don't we have enough? Uh, like, that's, I don't, I don't think they belong here. So they, they, every, every, lo every location has their zoning, and I don't think Rialto should be replaced by factories. That's, uh, that's one main thing. So uh, thank you very much, and thanks thank for listening. You.
Okay, that concludes uh, comments. Uh, members, uh, Mayor, have a if, if I could provide, before you have a discussion, um, provide you with some additional information about the bill's history. There seems to be some confusion about Please the timing do, of the bill. Because um, um, I had that part of my comments from 23. Uh, but no, go ahead. No, give, give the, the, the chronology. This, this bill was first went to print in February 15 of 2003, made its way through some committees, but it essentially died in committee. It failed to pass on its first hearing in April of 2023. There's been no action on it until uh, January 3rd of 2024 uh, when the committee chair received author's comments. And it wasn't until January 4th, Thursday, the day our agenda was printed that the uh, committee, it was re-referred to the Committee on Local Government. And it wasn't until subsequent to that that we first heard that it was gonna come up for hearing tomorrow. So this, on at least staff's part, it wasn't an idea to hide the ball. This was just the timing based on when this actually came up and when the assembly set its own hearing for this item. So that's all I had to add, thank no, you. No, and I, I really wish, council, you'd repeat that. Because what I don't think people understand is the bill died, and but it got the ability to be brought back. Uh, timing, I don't think it, people, you. it made it seem like this, it was, for me, it was surprising to even see that we had an action for subsequent need. But I want you to go back over, how did it, did never made it out of committee? It, it was uh, in committee, set for first hearing in April, oh, of April 27th of 2023, it failed passage. Mm -hmm. Reconsideration was granted, but no other action took place until January 3rd of 2024, last Wednesday, yeah. um, when the committee chair received author's comments and a request to reconsider, and on January 4th, Thursday, the day our agenda came out, was when it was re-referred to the Committee on Local Government, and it was subsequent to that, that we heard that it was going to be taken up by the committee tomorrow on the 10th. Uh, anybody can look at the bill history information. They can go to California Legislative Information. It's the state legislative site. It's at leginfo.legislator.ca.gov. They can read the same thing that I was reading. Okay. All right. Anybody have any other comments? Um, uh, did you have comments, Raphael? Oh, I just wa I wanted to move. Okay, well then I do have, I have my comments. Uh, I appreciate everybody who came out or felt the it, or need or urgency to rush out of their house the same way I felt when I read this, uh, that this was a subsequent need. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I came in council, um, and I believe uh, Friday, <coughs> trying to get notes, the city manager informed me that this was a subsequent need item being brought. The, the background and action, and the, like it or not, at the state assembly level is I, this bill had died. And when somebody made a comment about me being aware of it, not uh, aware of what, but aware that our current assembly member Assemblymember James Ramos, 
held a, a, a not a hearing, but a fact-finding and invited the public. Not anybody, I was sitting in the audience and the public not knowing what I was coming for to hear about the logistics and transportation. Never spoke about the bill or her bill, but rather having a dialogue about the relationships of what it means to our, to our county, to our county, and to the jobs, the, the labor unions. That's who was holding and hosting this. And I very much, just for the record, because as people want to stand up and say, uh, if people don't know me by now, uh, you know what? I'm going to always go by what I said I'd go by. As far as Pepper Avenue goes, don't say the whole council voted for it, but this is a simple majority. Go look at the record. I didn't vote for Pepper Avenue. I know exactly that we had a specific plan. I know that the community had worked on hard on it, and it, it was a very fractured situation. That was not kumbaya on how we voted on the Pepper Avenue. I did not agree with it, and I think I made it very clear with regards to the 1,000-foot or not a 1,000-foot. We have a responsibility in the state of California by virtue of having to have a planning commission and by virtue of getting any dollars in our community from the federal level down that we must have a general plan uh, existing. And I won't go into details of it, but I think you guys know what the general plan is about. And the general plan is that in any community that's incorporated and unincorporated. We have to designate where certain activities go and hopefully complement or coexist. And I think that's what our general plan is about. And then we have to be responsible in the state of California by at least a, a minimum, but goes longer, of 10 years to do general plan update of the whole area. What we designate as residential, commercial, open space, et cetera. Then we have another element that's called a specific plan when we haven't added a piece to our existing general plan. We have to do an amendment and update. And it's a long, protracted process, but a lot of you who are sitting in here, you know that. You've been with this and in the community long enough to know what. And so I sit here and I listen and I go, okay, for the record, for the record, I did not vote for Pepper Avenue, and you guys know that. So let's not throw everybody under the bus. Have I voted for industrial projects where they've been zoned? Yes. That is land use. And then when the person got up and wanted to talk to me about, I don't need to talk about things I don't know. Well, I, have, I do have family with trucking, and they're independent truck drivers, and they're doing well. And they, they've been running uh, not only from California, but from uh, Florida. And I know other ones. So you know we're all in this boat together. The last thing I like to say is, yeah, there's, oh, there's still land. I'll be happy to show you where there's open land that's zoned for industrial. But industrial means just a building. It's really going to be what can we get and bring in that building. And I'm not one that wants to see all the warehousing. I'm looking for manufacturing. Manufacturing jobs will bring in a more skilled labor. It will not just be. But that's my hope and desire. That's what I sit out and try to bring to our community and commercial development. Foothill Boulevard, you're not going to see a warehouse on Foothill Boulevard. It's a boulevard. It's a corridor. So, you know, we have, we've had input on everything. I, I sit here and I don't have a problem. I'm not, I'm not going to say 
do I have thick skin? Yeah, I have thick skin because I'm, I'm vested in here. What I don't appreciate is when the assembly member, and that's why it died back in 2023 in committee because it was how dare all other assembly members, if I'm not mistaken, about 120 or assembly, and I, the number for the Senate is a little smaller, 80, I believe. How could they be agreed to let one good, good meaning assembly member who's only representing a fraction of this community uh, put the whole county, Riverside and San Bernardino, in count where we have other corridors where traffic and trucks are gonna travel? Do we not care about the Imperial Valley? where they go in through San Diego Harbor or they go in through some other, do we not care about the Bay Area or, or Port Hyene? You know, those corridors have to, you know, still have trucks. And we're working on all other solutions. So, you know, do I sound like I'm irritated hot? Yes. And if anybody wants to check and see who is giving me money, you get to read my report. It's a financial public document. I keep telling everybody that. And you found out that when you did hear that there was money given, the man didn't sign the check, okay? But it was before we have all these state laws of what we have to report. But I'll be happy to say, when you go to look at who is giving me any support to help me win my campaign, it's gonna be from the majority is from these people in the community. And when they, and term limits, wanna talk about term limits? I always believe term limits, whenever it comes up, is when people don't vote you back in. <laughs> Your term ends, okay? <laughs> That's it, done. Da -da -da. I don't know much Spanish for that, it's done. So I, you know, they wanna talk term limits, anybody wanna talk term limits? Term limits is when people don't vote for you. You don't have, it's absolute. So that's my comment and that, was anybody else got anything else? If not, set promotion. I have a comment, I, I've got a comment too. Oh well, I knew it. I yield to you. Councilmember Scott, or you want to go? I yield. Sure, that's fine. Um, my my comment again is that I'm not opposed to restrictions in distances. I don't like the w way this particular bill is written, but I want to remind the audience, and they, many people may not know this, but I also remind the council that Rialto was the very first city to put a moratorium on warehouses. And the reason we put it on was to establish distance restrictions between warehouses, residential, and schools, which we did establish. Um, my objection, again, is because of the state mandating a law that takes our local jurisdiction away from us. Additionally, I agree with the mayor on the concept of the state and this bill only including San Bernardino and Riverside counties. For those of you that don't know it, the next big horizon for warehouses will be Kern County. So if you're gonna establish a, a law, it should be a state law, not a law that's specifically related to a county. For people in this community that live in mobile homes, there is no rent restrictions on mobile homes. Yet, the state legislature in its wisdom passed a law granting rent control 
to one mobile home park in the entire state of California. Those are people who have issues paying their rent, issues paying their bills, because most people that live in mobile homes are either seniors or they're lower income individuals. The city that, that has rent control is Anaheim, California. So this is what happens when the state comes through and passes a law that's only related to certain jurisdictions. Everybody else suffers. So if you're gonna pass a law, Assembly Member Reyes, then pass one for the entire state. Maybe I could get in behind that and support that. But don't come forward with a bill that just targets San Bernardino and Riverside counties. There are warehouses all over this state. I also wanna remind the community that a lot of the paving that's been done, I agree with the comments about the uh, mediums on uh, baseline, I'm not real thrilled about them either, but we've been able to pave a lot of streets in this city because of point of sale out of warehouses. Rialto has come in a very short time, maybe three years, from $10 million in sales tax revenue to $56 million in sales tax revenue. And that's through point of sale sales tax that is coming out of buildings that we wanna call warehouses. Whether that be Medline, whether that be uh, Amazon or some of the other uh, facilities. We have an Apple facility in the city. We have a number of facilities that generate sales tax for us. In relationship to trucks, none of us want trucks in our communities, but they're here. The Alameda Quarter was designed and the concept came up, what, 40 years ago, Henry? And it was, it's been planned for a long time People just sat back and let it happen. So here we are. We but again, ourselves. trucks deliver goods and services to our community. And I think probably most of us in this room buy from Amazon. So I, again, am not in favor of the state of California taking away local control. Local control belongs with the city. Thank you, Madam Mayor. And I will second Councilmember Trujillo's motion. Uh, Councilmember Barker. Thank you, uh, Madam Mayor. Um, first of all, I'd like to <laughs> make a statement. I, we have had, since I've been on the City Council, uh, about a year now and one week, uh, we have had six warehouse bills that have come before us. And I have voted against all six of those uh, bills that have come, including the, the pepper that the mayor and I both stood against the Pepper Avenue because of the rechanging of the zoning. Uh, but it does affect a lot of us. Uh, when you look at a warehouse that is being built in the area and the other council member that just spoke right now talked about the sales tax that, that has come in from a lot of the warehouses. Well, we could have probably have generated just as much or even more from commercial retail that could have been built in those areas in addition to jobs that could have been created and stayed in the area, then those jobs and those individuals would have been able to contribute uh, to our city too as well. So we don't know if, if that's the, the, the direction that, that says, all right, we got X amount of dollars in sales tax. We don't know what we could have had. Uh, we know that when warehouses are built, they're taking up land and space. 
in the city of Rialto does not have a lot of land at this point, and hopefully we can get additional land incorporated into the city. But when it does, that means that we're missing an opportunity for a small business to come into the area. We're missing opportunities for jobs to be created in the area. And, and to me, that's important when we have to look at the future of the city of Rialto. Not where we're currently at now, but where are we going to be in terms of the future of the city of Rialto? And that's why I'm, I'm very much concerned, and I believe that the action uh, that, uh, that this council wants to take is not necessary. When it comes down to the concerns that individuals <coughs> indicated, well, why doesn't it include other counties and why only the two counties? Well, the senator, the sen well, not the senator, senator to be, the assembly person, uh, is probably willing to, to listen and look at the, possibli uh, the possibilities of amendments to the bill. A bill is brought up. A bill was brought up in, in, in uh, last year and is now being reconsidered. I served in the state legislature. That happens to almost a lot of the bills that come before us, and they're reconsidered. You make amendments to it. There are objections to it, and then you finalize it, you fine-tune it, and you make it that it would be available, and that might even include Kern County or other counties too as well uh, in the bill, but we have to work with the author of the bill and suggest what some of the things that we want to incorporate into the bill. But the, the action that we're taking is, we're saying we're just opposing the bill, plain blank, that's it. AB you know, 1000, we have a responsibility. We had an ordinance in place. We're not even following our own ordinance that we had of 1,000 feet next to a school you know, uh, building. We know that, that, that the warehouses, the damages that it does to us in the long run. And we have to look at, not the short means, because when you look at it, the health and safety of our community becomes very important. Uh, uh, the effects it has on schools, the, the cost it's gonna be to us in terms of the future for uh, code enforcement, in terms of paving the roads. And if we have heavy rains, we're gonna have a lot more and the traffic congestion in the immediate area. And that's gonna affect a lot of our, a lot of our communities, people that wanna take their kids over to maybe a ball game or a soccer field or wherever they're going, they're gonna be stuck in that traffic that's out there. The effects it's gonna have on the quality of life is very important to a lot of us in the city and we should look at long range, not just short range answers. And it seems like we're trying to take action right now based on some short actions on, on a bill, on, on supporting or opposing a bill that's gonna be heard in committee and committee then will decide what they're going to do, but we're saying, all right, we wanna support with the uh, League of Cities. Well, the League of Cities has a lot of developers and others that are in favor you know, of, of opposing this particular bill. Uh, so hopefully uh, that uh, before we take that final vote that we look at saying it's not necessary for us to do it. Our lobbyists should have informed us, did not. It was not necessary for us to violate our own policy and put it on the agenda, which we violated our own policies right now by putting it in the agenda and it was, uh, and it should have been on there prior to. So I object to it and I'm gonna vote no on it. All right, thank you. All right, um, and with that said, I think we have a motion on the floor by Tra Councilmember Trujillo, seconded by Councilmember Scott, and as I called for the, the call for roll call vote, I'm gonna ask Council 
Council, you're you're here to advise us. Have we violated any uh, any of our rules? Uh, you have not violated either your procedural rules or the Brown Act. No. All right. Thank you. Because I just think when we as policy people sitting up here and just throw that out into the audience, you're here. Yes, our lobbyists should have given us something, but in respect, retrospect, they didn't have time to know that it was going to be placed. So. So with that, I call for the question, uh, Mayor, Madam City Clerk. Councilmember Trujillo. Aye. Councilmember Scott. Aye. Councilmember Baca. No. Mayor Pro Tem Carrie Savage. Aye. Who am I missing? Mayor. Oh, Mayor Robertson. That's all right. Aye. And <laughs> and what what is the um, motion forty one to oppose? Oppose. To Assembly oppose. Bill. 1,000, write a letter of opposition. To write a letter in opposition of proposing um, AB 1,000. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Well, that concludes our business. We will be adjourning to, uh, back to closed session. I'm sorry, closed session, but before we do, I know that our uh, community service director has been back there, and she's always has a nice recap of upcoming attractions. So please, thank you very much. Beautiful. Uh, good evening, Mayor, Mayor Pro Tem, and members of the council. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. All right, here is what's going on in Rialto. On Thursday, January 11th, the senior, our Grace Vargas Senior Center will be hosting their New Year Senior Social. Volleyball opening day will be this Friday, January 12th at the Carl Johnson Gym. It starts at 5.30 p.m. Basketball opening day will be this Saturday, January 13th at the Carl Johnson Gym, starting at 10 a.m. Mobile recreation uh, will begin Saturday, will be Saturday, uh, January 13th at Jerry Eves Park from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Point in time count training will be held Wednesday, January 17th in person or online. Uh, Miss Angie has passed out a flyer in case uh, you guys are interested or wanna um, hand out information to others. We will have it posted on the city website's front page tomorrow so that our residents um, can have that information. And then the point in time count will be held on Thursday, January 25th. We'll be meeting at the Carl Johnson Center at 5.30 a.m. and then we'll be uh, going out into the various parts of the city with PD and our volunteers. Our Little Tots registration uh, program uh, is open. Session will start February 24th. It will be soccer and it will be held at Andresen Park. Uh, the program is for those who are ages three to five. And our progress magazine for this upcoming session is online and available. We are just waiting for the hard copies now. Oh, and that's great. it. Good, thank you, thank you. Uh, before we uh, go to closed session though, I'm going to take a little executive uh, privilege and ask if, the, if our fire chief is back there or someone representing fire chief can't see is who's back there anyone for the fire mr mr parks would you be so kind as given that we've had an arctic feel and we uh it's been cold and it's subject to drop again i did get a, a note that we have the whatever we have in the way of warming centers uh what is the process that we have in place i don't think we have warming centers but is there something that we are offering
You mean cooling centers? wanted the community to know that there is a process and maybe if you if if it's not there we could post it on our website so that or people can call in if they want to get more because I I don't want you to spend time with what levels of temperature needs to drop by by and how for a couple of uh, days but you know this last couple of days was extremely cold Arctic Yes, ma'am, and it's extended forecast for rain as well, not mm. just for, for yeah. freezing well. temperatures. All right, thank you. Thank you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. All right, anything else? Uh, we'll, we will adjourn back into closed session. Yeah, I need something to go back into closed session, yes. I'm sorry, I, I do need to take a motion. Let's yes. move my mayor, mayor pro tem. Second. Seconded by Councilmember Trujillo. I'm sorry. Any objections? Hearing none. Motion carries.
this meeting to order at 9.15 p.m. Um, I would just ask the clerk, I don't think you have to take a roll call, sir, council, if no, you could I, be so I, kind. But, but I am gonna state that, that all the mayor and council did return back from closed session, okay. for the record. Council, uh, mayor, report I'd out. be happy to report out. We had two items left over from the uh, earlier session today. Those were items uh, two, public employee performance evaluation, and item five, conference with legal counsel, anticipated litigation. Uh, council did hear those matters completely, gave direction to staff. There's no reportable action other than that on those two items. Thank you. All right. There's nothing else to add. Can we entertain a motion to adjourn? So second. It's been been moved by Mayor Pro Tem Carizales and seconded by Council Member Trujillo. Any objections? Hearing none, we're adjourned. Have a good evening. <laughs>